I just want you to feel bad. Boom, 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 oh, because I didn't rap boom, with you? Yep. Boom, boom, hey, man, boom, like I said, I'm, that's boom, not my gift. Boom, not my boom, gift. Boom, 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 boom. All right. Boom, 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 Won't you boom, pray us in? Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> I pray that you can pray in. All right, bet. All right, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for allowing us to get to this day. Father, we thank you for um, the opportunity that you've uh, allowed us to have. Uh, we thank you for the gift of your son, Jesus Christ, to come and die on the cross to give us hope for salvation, God. And Father God, we pray that um, you use us to speak the truth about your word. And um, we love you. We praise. We worship you. And we honor you, God. In the name of your son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. 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 All righty. Um, What's on the agenda today, man? What are we talking about? We're going to be talking about what is a man. So uh, I want to start off with scripture. I'm going to be coming from 1 Timothy 6, 11. Mm-hmm. Um, and it says, but you, man of God, flee from these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. I'm um, again, 1 Timothy 6, 11. But you, man of God, flee from these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, Faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. So, right out the back, Paul has one, two, three, four, five, six things um, that a man, characteristics of a man. Okay. Um, and then I have a couple of other little characteristics. Um, you can kind of chime in, you know, whenever you want to. Um, characteristics of a man, um, you know, the first one is to work, um, you know, from the beginning. In the very beginning of the Bible, you know, God put Adam in the garden of uh, Eden and told him to tend to it. So that's Genesis 2.15. It says, the Lord God took the man and placed him in the garden of Eden to work it and watch over it. So God threw Adam in the garden, mm-hmm. tend to it, mm-hmm. named the animals, named the, the crops, vegetation, you know, whatever it is, you name it, you work it, you tend it. So from, from the rip, God was saying that, you know, work so so you you you're the theologian now <clears throat> so that's why you're looking at me like that because when i thought of what is a man i got online and i just googled <laughs> the definition of a man it's 2023 nah i mean i'm following it up with scripture that's how i ain't no hey, theologian. I'm, I'm not mad at you man i'm not mad at you at all <laughs> it's 2023 and it seems like that question it's crazy because i never really hear anybody ask what a man is yeah. you hear people ask all the time what is a woman in fact, I don't know if you heard. There's a um, uh, he's more like right wing conservative. Um, uh, um, I don't even know what his title is. Um, media figure, Matt Walsh. He has a whole documentary about what is a woman, and I haven't seen it, but I've seen like parts of it, like you know, clips of it, where he's like asking people what is a woman, and he doesn't really get a definitive answer. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of like after hearing like or seeing those things, it's kind of made me like, okay, well, what is a man? Since we live in a time, 2023, where being a man or being a woman is apparently subjective and people can decide or identify with these things at will. Um, I wanted to kind of like, all right, well, you hear um, what the world has to say. Well, what does the Bible have to say? What does God have to say about what a man is, woman is? Just according to scripture, according to God's definition, does a a is a man or a woman a self-given identity or is that something that God gives to us, right? So, I mean, essentially to start, just the definition of a man according to the Bible, 
I mean, I'm sorry, not the Bible. According to the dictionary, is a a uh, a man is an adult male human being, like simple, just biology. Adult male human being. Um, it, like I said, it has nothing to do with how you feel or how you self-identify. If you're an adult, if you're a male, and if you're a human being, then you're a man uh, by biological definition. Now we know that there's a difference, and that's kind of what you're getting into was the biblical definition of of um, you know what a man is and i think it's important if we even have this episode because it's crazy thinking of having a christian podcast episode about what is a man seems kind of crazy like that's so basic that's basic yeah you know it's a but, basic topic. It's, but it's also a, a very relevant topic now you know um and be clear i'm i'm don't want to come out because you hear a lot of this in the media you hear a lot of this especially in the political sphere of people who are trying to demonize people who struggle with their self-identity, right? People struggle with their identity of being a man or being a woman or, you know, the whole transgender movement is a thing now that people that that's actually like people struggle with. And so in creating this episode and we're going to follow up with what is a woman, the, the idea behind it is not necessarily to uh, demonize or to ridicule people, but it's to really put a, not my opinion, but a, biblical perspective on okay this is what the bible says this is what god says and so that supersedes you know what it is you you feel yeah right um because we're not not here to judge anybody yeah it's not it's not it's not a judgment thing but it is a truth thing so i mean i could imagine somebody who you know um hears this may be offended you know we start talking about certain things such as like um you know this is what the Bible says, this is what the dictionary says, not this is how you feel. And one of the things that I, I think is important that we should have, and I try to have this mentality when it comes to anything related to scripture or related to the word of God is the identity that the creator of the universe puts on you supersedes the identity that you have for yourself. Of course. You know, the creator, the person that created you gets to label you. Mm. He gets to identify you, you know, he gets to say, hey, this is what you are. This is what I made you. And even if we try, no matter how hard we try, his label, his identity on us supersedes our own. Um, what, were, what were we talking about? The uh, I can't remember who I was talking to, but somebody's trying to get a, a male is trying to get a female procedure done to get the uh, female parts. Was I talking to you about that? Or I don't was that somebody so. at work? Yeah. Might yeah. Have somebody else. yeah, so somebody it was it's a guy that's been um I guess he's been practicing um transgender ish mm-hmm. things. So yeah, he was trying to uh it was a doctor. Um it's a well it is a doctor and he's trying to basically put female parts in the male. And that's right, that just goes against the whole biblical principle. Well, yeah, I mean, um, and honestly, if I'm if I'm being just honest and frank and blunt with it, I believe that the transgender, um, I believe the transgender movement that's that's coming over our country right now and our our world, but specifically our country, is a spiritual demonic attack against our people. You mm-hmm. know, that's why I 100 percent think it is. You know, if you start looking at how the enemy has infiltrated every single system, even the church. You know, it's even going down to God's basic creation, you know, like the enemy is trying to attack every single thing that God ever created that was good. And um, 
if you look around in the world now, it appear that he's actually being successful at it. Now we know ultimately what's going to happen. The guy's going to prevail, right. and you know, good is going to overtake evil. But it's, I mean, we see it. We see it in schools. We see it in churches. We see it in business. We see it in politics. And now we're starting to see it even down to basic biology, as to um, you know, you see Satan really attacking God's initial creation, and um. You know, it's, it's I, I always ask myself, what, what how much longer <laughs> till you know, yeah, till the Lord's like, I've had enough, this is it. I mean, it's it's everywhere, man. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, just you just seeing men kissing men on TV, you know, women kissing women. It's 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 so there in your face, you know, all the way from Disney to mm-hmm. to movies to shoot. I can't even look at uh, I can't even look at Ghost Power. You know, without seeing that, <laughs> you know, ain't nobody trying to see. Well, I ain't gonna say it's people that is interested in that, but you know. Well, I I saw, and this is kind of slightly off topic because we're not talking about homosexuality right now. But yeah. I saw an interview recently where I forgot who it was, but somebody made a statement, they asked a question, and I asked, I answered it to myself. Like, when was the last time you saw a show, any show, that was just straight that didn't have any type of, you know homosexuality or homosexual relationship or anything like that. And I started going through, I'm like, man, I can't even remember. It's been a while. It's, it's been a long while. It's been a while. But like I said, we're not talking about homosexuality. So I kind of want to, you know, make sure we stay kind of focused on, you know, we want to focus on what a man is, what masculine, you know, masculinity is. So, I mean, let's kind of dive into scripture. Looking at Genesis 1, uh, chapter, Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 to 27. Um, it says, then God said, let us make mankind in our image and our likeness so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created man in his own image and the image of God created him male and female created he them male and female. Right. Um, Two separate entities. It doesn't say male, female, non-binary. It doesn't say male, female, they, them. It doesn't say male, female, z, zem, zay. It doesn't say any of those things. It says male and female, right? Mm-hmm. And like I said, I know people struggle with the idea or people struggle with their own self-identity. Um, and whatever they land on, if it, regardless of what it is, it doesn't supersede God's identity for you. Um, and so, you know, the next question, you know, kind of is that when we have the basic definition of what a man is like biologically, and you know, um, going back to the creation, you know, what is biblical masculinity? You know, uh, we hear masculinity all the time. So it seems like in our society now we have like two streams of thoughts. You have like the feminist movement and their definition of masculinity. And now I've seen this like emerging like red pill movement. And you have like these hyper masculine guys. And those would be like your Andrew Tates and your Kevin Samuels. I don't know if you've ever listened or heard those guys, mm-hmm. but like you have them and they're trying to like combat the feminist movement. And they're talking a lot about masculinity, what it is to be a man. Um, and I've listened to to Kevin Samuels enough. I've listened to um, Andrew Tate enough. And I've listened to feminist enough to kind of like hear both sides of the perspective. And, um, I get it, you know. I, I I can I can at some degree empathize with both people or both sides of the the argument. Um, but one thing that I think both both sides, whether you talk about the red pill 
or you talk about the feminist movement is one of the one of the the things they're missing is there's no Christ in it at all, none at all. I I hear them and it's like you're missing the Bible. You're missing what it means to be a true biblical man. Now, if you talk about a secular man, a man who doesn't submit to the will and the authority of Christ, then I mean you're already off, and that's what creates the problems, which creates the feminist or created the feminist movement or the feminist movement was response to the problems that I feel like came into our world as a lack of having godly men lead and take take their their position that they're supposed to. And then you have a reaction to that, which is this new red pill movement, which is a re reaction to the feminist movement. Um, but going into biblical masculinity, if you really look at biblical masculinity, right? Biblical masculinity is about self-sacrificing, right? Um and that is probably the most important thing or character trait of a, of, of a man, a true masculine man. And yeah, I can follow that up. That's one of the characteristics um, that I found. Um, so I can come from Ephesians 5, 25, and this one is just talking about husbands. Man, you, know, you, don't, you don't got me, dog. Go ahead. No, <laughs> no, no, so I, you, no yeah, for real. Okay. That's, that's good. That's, yeah, that's, nah, so uh, Ephesians 5, 25, it says, uh, you know, husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, Christ gave sacrificially for the entire world. Right. Um, for, you know, those that believe in him will have eternal life. So, you know, just sacrificially, you know, giving up yourself for people that might like you, like that's that's a tall task to follow. Mm -hmm. So just to show that how how important it is for to men for men to give sacrificially as Christ did is key. Right. Well, you know, and that is important. So that whole, you know, Ephesians five, people talk about that specifically when they talk about marriages. They talk about the relationship between a man and a woman or a husband and a wife. And I think the comparison that you see there when you compare the man <clears throat> to Christ and the wife to the church, that's, I think that is skimmed over a lot. And they yeah. talk about, you know, cause you hear a lot when say men love your wives, but then you also hear men talk about some wood. That means your wife got to submit to me. You got to do what I, what I say. And, um, that's true that, that a wife should submit to a husband, everything that she does. But we'll talk about that when we talk about women, mm. um, or women, but, one of the things that people don't fully, I think, grasp or doesn't get enough attention is the comparison in that scripture to the man in Christ, right? Like you said, self-sacrificing, right? But if you really start looking at that, if Christ gave his entire life for the church, his bride, mm -hmm. right? So if we're talking in the perspective of, of a marriage, a man is called to do the exact same thing for his bride, you know, yeah. up to... Every you know, up to giving his physical life and dying for her. So saying, oh, I'm, I'm willing to die for my wife. So that means I'm doing that. No, like every single day you should be living your life sacrificially for your wife. Right. Um, everything you do, whether it's go to work and provide, whether it's, you know, whatever measures does, as a man, you have to protect your family, whatever. If you're not doing it because it's, oh, you just want to do it or, you know, it's, that is your sacrificial duty. It's your responsibility. And I think when we start looking at the world and this, the problems that we face in relationships, one of the biggest things is that men are not taking their proper place in the society. Men aren't leading and women aren't following them. And yeah. so women are starting to lead and men are just falling short, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm very um, critical of men, you know, I'm, Generally speaking, I'm pretty critical of any group that I fall into. 
um, whether we talk about law enforcement, we talk about military, whether we talk about men, whether we talk about whatever. I'm extremely critical of those groups because I'm able to see the shortcomings in what it is we're doing. But men aren't following, and we haven't been following for a long time. So when I see women who kind of, you know, uh, are hesitant to 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 follow men, or I see women who have this reaction that is um, counterproductive. To a certain extent, I don't blame them. Is it right? No. Does that justify their role? No. But I can understand it to a certain extent, right? Men are not being godly men. We're not leading our families. We're not leading our children. We're not leading our spouses. And women have been left to, to hold it and, and do it on their own. And I think one of the biggest problems, and bro, cut me off because you know I get on my rant. <laughs> nah, just, just before you're going to say but um, what you're going to say next, you know, the reason for that is because Christ isn't involved. Oh yeah. So that's that's yeah. the that's the reason why everything is all out, out of whack right now. Mm-hmm. You know, if we were to if we as men were to follow Christ, all of this would be common mm-hmm. sense and second nature, so to speak. Oh, for sure. For sure because like you said, following Christ means you have to die to yourself. Right. And dying to yourself means you have to sacrifice what it is that you want. And so in America specifically, there's this really big push for happiness, right? Do what makes you happy. Follow your heart, all those things. And I think that that mentality, and I don't know, I'm only 32 years old. I don't know what life was back 50, 60, 70, 100 years ago. But I would like to think that in those times, men had a men had an understanding that you did what needed to be done regardless of how it made you feel. Mm-hmm. If it took you working 20 hours a day in a coal mine to provide for your family, nobody wants to do that. It doesn't make you happy to do that. But you did it because that was your job and that was your responsibility. And I think that if we at one point in time held that view, sometime between then and now we've lost that. Men, women, people, we have this idea of pursuing happiness. Oh, if we, if we, you know, uh, uh, you know, I want to do this because it makes me happy. I'm not willing to do this because it doesn't make me happy. I'm willing to do. I'm willing to get a divorce because I'm not happy. I'm not willing to do whatever role that you're supposed to do because, but happiness is, is not a goal at all. Nowhere in the Bible, to my knowledge, let me make sure I preface that with my knowledge. Does it say that happiness should be a pursuit in what, in what you do in life? In fact, if anything, the Bible says, sacrifice yourself, sacrifice what it is you want, put aside your desires, put aside the wants of, of your heart in order to follow Christ, you know? Um, and so I think that's very, very important when it comes to men. We're trying to do what it is we want. And as a result, our wives, our children, our communities are suffering because we're facing, we're chasing our desires and not standing up and leading the way that God wants us to lead or the way that Christ wants us to lead, which is the complete opposite, self-sacrificing. We put aside what I want. Right. Um, and, and, you know, I think, and I don't say that to be grim because, in actuality, if you're following Christ and you're doing your duty, you're going to find joy. You're going to find moments of happiness. You're going to have a, a, a peace in doing those things. However, that shouldn't be your goal. We chase what we want instead of chasing our duties, you know, and that's the huge problem. Um, I think as to why men, men lead. I've had conversations with my wife and we have this conversation periodically. And she'll ask me, like, are you happy? And I'm like, and I kind of just, I stopped answering. Back in the day, I was just, you know, yeah, I'm happy, yeah, whatever. I stopped answering. Like, I'm, so are you happy? I'm like, 
what does me being happy have to do with anything? And you're looking like, uh, I don't know. But seriously, nah. though, am I more importantly is I should be asking her, am I leading you correctly? Am I am I am I am I living up? Am I being the man that Christ called me to live to, to be? Am I doing the things that the Bible says I should do as a husband? Forget how I feel. Forget my happiness. Because mm -hmm. if I'm doing those, I'm going to be happy along the way. I'm going to find joy in that. But my happiness on this earth and my emotional state is irrelevant to how I'm supposed to be leading my family. And that's the mentality that, that we need to get back to. There's a sense of stoicism that we need as men need to kind of go back to. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, that that comes to the the whole thing of, you know, dying to self, which is what the whole podcast is about. Right. You know, um, so I mean, as as men, we got it. We definitely have to understand that, you know, dying to yourself is, you know, something that you have to do every day. Um, and, you know, like we're the head of our wives, um, you know, Christ is the head of us. So, you know, it's just like just if we're able to to die to ourselves, we show God that we're serious about it. Right. And then, you know, he will teach us and lead us into the ways that we need to go in order to, you know, accomplish the things that he wants us to accomplish in, like leading our wives or, you know, whatever so it may be situation that we're in. Um, but, you know, it all starts with, you know, sacrificially, you know, dying to yourself. Yeah. And your emotions. Yeah. That's the big thing. Your emotions. Dying to yourself and dying to your emotions. You know, doing things that you don't want to do right then and there. <laughs> Because it's beneficial for your wife. Doing things that you don't want to do because it's beneficial to your family. Doing things that you don't want to do because Christ called you to do that. Christ called you to be that provider. Christ called you to be that protector, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so that's, that's we've gotten away from that in society. And we've gotten away from that in the church. Yeah. And as a result, we're, we're falling behind. And, you know, um, then, you know, it kind of brings up the question, like, where... Or I guess why do you think that we have gotten masculinity wrong? Why do you think the world or we as as a group of we as society have gotten masculinity wrong? Why are we how are we how are we so far off the the mark? It's confusion. Any the enemy like has thrown so much confusion. Mm -hmm. So you got men thinking men wanting to be women, women wanting to be men. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's a, it's a sense of confusion. Like it's it's no it's no order, and of course. The less we pursue and try to hear from God, then of course the more confusion there's going to be because right. you know God isn't about confusion, right? You know, so the, the biggest the biggest thing is Christ, the biggest thing. Yeah, like, I mean, but I think it goes back, like you said, confusion, the enemy, the original sin. I think it's a consequence of like original sin in the Bible, the fall of man. You know, God created a perfect order. You know, you know, man, woman, serving. But I think original sin came in, and once sin entered into, we've just been on like a down, a downward spiral of getting our roles wrong, getting our our perception is wrong. You know, sin corrupted. You know, we like to think of sin like, oh man, we just we just you know we have sin, and so whatever. But it also it also corrupted our perspective. It yeah. corrupted the way we look at things. And as time goes on, I think that perspective gets worse and worse, and we we look at things completely wrong. That confusion that you're talking about, I think is is. It can be traced back to the original sin, but it's also, you know, it goes into like time. As time goes on, we get more and more confused because the enemy is just, you know, he's, he's so constantly subtle. tricking us. Because, yeah, I think the, some of the problems we face now, we didn't always have them, at least not in this particular society. They might have been around in other societies, you know, whatever, but we didn't have all uh, the same problems. I don't know. I just I just feel like with, with media, everything is like so affronting in your face right now. 
Well, I well, so, so I, going, I think that the situations and the the problems that we have of the world have it might not have been as bad, but now we're able to see it when they're at the click of a fun at a button. So yes, I don't disagree with that. I think that's one hundred percent correct. But also, like, let's talk about like we talked about mentioned early homosexuality and like the LGBTQ. Do you know that? I think it's one out of five people in our generation identifies as a member of the LGBTQ. Sheesh, one out, one of, out five. of five statistic, and it, it it almost doubles every single generation. Statistically speaking, if we continue on the same trends that we've been trending, a hundred percent of people will be a member of the LGBTQ whatever community by the year twenty fifty, because previous generation it was less but the rate that we're increasing <clears throat> statistically speaking will all be part of that community by 2050 hey, five. it's it's crazy man Sheesh. it's crazy you know um so i think you're right i think media has also brought it to the forefront but i also think that the media i don't know if the media like i said brought it to the forefront but i also think it's this spirit that we're battling Cause that's what it is. It's a spirit that mm-hmm. we're battling. It's is also affecting us in a new rate, in a new in a new way. Right. Um. So I think they're both. I think they're both true at the same time. Um. I think that from a secular point of view, people are trying to overcorrect from the past, right? So in the past, you had men who, just men, godly and ungodly men, who were doing things that they weren't supposed to be doing, and as a result, we've had corrections. Like I said earlier, with the feminist movement. I think a lot of that had to do with the correction of mistreatment um, by men who weren't doing what they were called to do. You know, um, the whole idea of independent women and the whole that whole um, uh, push for that. You know, women women were never called or made to be independent. You know, mm-hmm. but we hear that term all the time. I'm an independent woman. It was like, okay, cool. If that's a survival mechanism, you have to do that because extenuating circumstances. But as a woman. You were never called to be alone. You were never called to be independent. Just like as a man, I was never called to be alone. I was never called to be independent. We're designed to work together as a group. We're designed to to uh, complement one another and be one with one another, not to compete and not to be independent of. You know, so um, I think that there's been an overcorrection of wrong of of the past. You know, we're trying to overcorrect as a society. We're trying to overcorrect from past things that were wrong. Um, I think that's one thing, but also, man, I think the sign of the times with this confusion between men and women and women really taking more of a dominant lead and role in our society, I think it's a sign of God's judgment on, on our people. Right. So if you go back and you look, um, in, uh, uh, like the time of the Israelites, one of the biggest signs of God's judgment on his people was that women were taking charge right so if you look in isaiah chapter 3 verse 12 it says um you oppress my people women rule over them my people your gods lead you astray they turn you from the path and um what was being described there was god's judgment on the israelites um and so that's what you see now we live in a some people would disagree with me when i say this but i think we live in a pretty female dominated society now or pretty close to it and i think it's a sign of god's judgment on on our people and I, like i said i hold men responsible for that mm-hmm. you know i hold i hold us not living up to what god called us to to do to be um uh, the cause of all that um so you know and 
my last question to you, I got, I guess I got, do you think it's going to get any better? Do I mean, you think that the masculine role will ever be the, the, the biblical, a biblical masculine role will be born or some people say reborn in our society? It depends on, you know, people like us that's trying to tell the truth, mm-hmm. you know? So, I mean, if we can really, you know, sound our voice to the nations and, you know, just have other people continue to spread what it is that we're doing, then mm-hmm. I think that there's a chance anything with God is possible. That's true. That's so, a very optimistic way of looking at it. Because in my mind, I'm like, oh, we're all doomed. So Jesus, <laughs> Jesus comes back. We're nah, just, I mean, we're just, but no, that's that's yeah, you're right. So I mean, you know, nothing nothing is impossible with God, bro. So you know, if as long as it's it's a few people that's out here trying to really be a hundred percent of what it is to be a man and you know get that masculinity masculinity uh, biblically, you know, back in order, then you know we got a chance, bro. You got a chance. I hear you, man. I just, I pray that, that, you know, we get it right. I definitely do. I really hope, I pray that we get it right. I really pray that, that, you know, men lead. And, you know, some people look at it when they talk about this whole idea of masculinity versus femininity. Like, oh, man, you know, the government's attacking our men and they're trying to da 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 And, you know, the government is, has systemically put, you know, things in place to remove men from their positions of leadership and 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 to a certain extent that's true however i don't think it's the government i think it's the enemy it's the enemy facts you know i think it's the enemy is is systemically trying to pull the man and woman apart because when you pull the man and woman apart you know you're starting to really get to the to one of the the core creations of christ and if you can if now he's trying. We know he'll never succeed, but he's trying to tear away one of the core creations of Christ. And men, a biblically virtuous man, won't allow his family to be pulled apart. A biblically virtuous man won't allow his ma- his family to 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 fall or to fail because of, like I said, his emotions or what's going on in the world. We are the we are the protectors of our family. We're the protector of our children. We're the protector of our spouse, and it's our job to make sure that we do what's right by them. And so, um, yeah, I, I I really hope and pray that we get it right because it's too much at stake. Too much at stake. Yeah, and boy, you spitting on this episode, man. Hey, man, this is <laughs> this is one of my soapboxes, man. Yeah, like like I said, yeah. I'm I'm very I'm very uh, passionate about this because honestly, if you look at almost every single major issue that we face in a society you can revert it back to a, the lack of leadership for me yeah leadership in men almost every single thing you know statistically speaking they say that there's a and i don't know the exact source but it's something that i heard in doing some research they say that you know we look at people in prison and say oh people in prison you know the majority of them come from household uh single parent households right do you know that statistically speaking if a child comes from a household with two parents their outcome is pretty equivalent to them coming from a household with just the father but when you take the father out and it's just the woman that's when you start to see the declines in the behavior and and things like that so it's not necessarily single parent households it's households without fathers if you have a father with no mother and you have a mother and a father, the outcome is virtually the same. 
is when you remove the man that the outcomes outcomes start to decline. That's when you start seeing more people in prison. That's when you start seeing more people uh, um, pretty much fall victim to, you know, suicides, depressions, things like that. So um, it, statistically, even the, the world, like by secular statistics, it shows you that the value of a man is, is not like you can't put a, 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 a value on it. Um, and it's and it's crazy because no matter what, even within the midst of all that, you still see an imminent attack on men. You see an imminent attack on masculinity. Um, we're told to, you know, um, get in a box to calm that masculine spirit down to to not be, you know, who God calls you to be. And like I said, this is my soapbox. I could really go on this for two hours. <laughs> I'm about to say, man, we might have to do a part two. I this, could really, man. I can really, <laughs> we, we might have to, because I can go on this for two hours, man, because like, this really is something that's close to me, man. Is is being a man, and we I gotta, my, my, we gotta run it back then. Yeah, because my my dad back next season, maybe my dad made sure he was like, man, like if nothing else, yeah, you are gonna be a man, <laughs> like you gonna be a man. I didn't I like him all the that, time yeah. growing up. I love him. Yeah. <laughs> I promise you, I love him because I appreciate him and what he put in me. Yeah, for sure. So, Respect, um, so. but yeah, yeah. Now we might have to uh, run run a part two. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. Next season or something like that. Oh yeah, because. Cause we, we talk about masculinity all all day long. Yeah, we gotta follow this up with what is a woman. So we're gonna do that oh, next, yeah, so next yeah. episode. And yeah, we just touching the surface on this one. So yeah. yeah. Next okay. time we're gonna like I said, what is a woman? All right, I'll pray it's up out of here. All right. All right, Heavenly Father, thank you again for allowing us to make it through another podcast. I just allow that this would uh touch somebody, allow for uh our voice to be bestowed upon those that are uh listening, but it's not our voice, it is your voice, Lord God. So just use us as chess pieces. Move us on your chessboard. Um, just allow for us to be able to work for you, in you, through you, and with you, Lord God. Um, just continue to just allow for us to help you um, move your word, um, talk about your word, and just allow for us to just continue to just share your gospel, Lord God. Um, as always, we give you all the honor, all the glory, and all the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. We love you. Amen. Amen. All right. Yes, sir.